Kelly Collins. I'm Shanani Nila. And I'm Kate Power. Yeah, Kate has flown in from London <laughs> on her broomstick from the of big schmoke yeah. to talk to us about witches. Ooh. Particularly witches in Shakespeare. Shakespeare time. And other yes. Shakespeare y, drama y, similar <laughs> Jacobean y. And Shakespeare and his contemporaries. In Shakespeare and uh, the <laughs> other old Shakespeare, Shakespeare time. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, witches, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. Macbeth, Three Witches. Terry Pratchett. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, classic. Well, Terry Pratchett basically rewrote Shakespeare's Macbeth, Macbeth witch stories, mm. and they're brilliant. Yeah. Of course, we can't forget Roald Dahl's The Witches. The witches. You know, oh. oh, that is, and the, the movie. Witches of England. <laughs> and I think that movie has uh, scared the shite out of all of us. Excuse me. For swearing, also, that but, the uh, child remains a mouse. Yeah. Isn't that in, in no, in the, is it in the movie that he, he turns back into a boy? Yeah, but, but in, in the, the book, book he like, stays a mouse oh, yeah. forever. Because Roald Dahl is like, doesn't Roald give Dahl a crap. Roald dark. Roald Dahl yeah. is like, wow, yeah. Yeah, like, I think I in like, the original Matilda, she kills everyone. Yeah. Or in the first draft. Yeah, well, like, yeah. fair. You know, they were like, everyone's fair. awful. They were like, uh, maybe Roald. not, maybe not. <laughs> but But also, like, this is an entire book about, like, recovering from childhood abuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is about childhood trauma, which is, like, yeah. dealing with it through, like, the power within yourself. Like, yeah. wow. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> which is very um, and Matilda is yeah. kind of a witch in a way too. <laughs> she is though. Yeah. Oh. So witches, uh, the image of the witch mm. that we we know today largely comes from Shakespeare's time, mm. uh, because before around sort of the sixteen hundreds, witches were, they were well in England and Ireland they were sort of the local women and things who did the they were the cunning women they were the folk healers yeah. they were the midwives. And you could be brought up on witchcraft charges, but they were generally sort of misdemeanors. Mm. Things all changed uh, with a certain James. Yeah, Jamie. Of, yeah, Jamie. Of, of the King James Bible. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like. Um, so this is James yeah. the first of England or James the seventh of Scotland. Mm. Six, six of Scotland. Six, I think. Yeah, we'll go with seven, six. He's six and a half. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> five. Yeah, uh, going back to Matilda. He's, oh he's my one God. of them. Should have. Um, he basically was yeah the king of Scotland before he became the king of England in sixteen oh three, and yeah, it's kind of it is interesting though because I think when we talk about witch trap craft or witch trials, we generally think of like America and Salem and this yeah. very like you know classic image of like a woman being burned to the stake. But I think in Britain it was a it was a lot more varied and it was a lot more mm. like culturally like, based yeah two thirds of people brought up on witchcraft child ch- charges yeah they'd get off on it oh yeah yeah but, but like, then James came along and he was obsessed he was mm, yeah he basically witches. was uh, he went on a trip with his wife because his wife was Danish Um, he went on a trip back to where, where to see her family and there was like a really big storm um, and he basically uh, he was convinced witches convinced that like because it was it's kind of funny when you read this stuff because you're kind of like he thinks he's like the most he thinks but he's so like paranoid about it because obviously there was like a gunpowder plot so there was actually actually a plot against his life yeah. so and, and also is you know, paranoia is yeah. there really plotting <laughs> also his his mother was Mary Queen of Scots yeah. and mm-hmm. she had been executed on trumped up charges so yeah. he, he had reason to be paranoid yeah, but he was very much like obviously and again because he was the king of England and you the whole thing was like, like you were like divine divinely made king mm. by God so again a bit of an inflated ego just Lynch. a bit so he basically wrote this um this book called Demonology um in 1597 before he was king of England um, king when he was king of Scotland yeah right. king of Scotland so he's basically like uh, I had this encounter or like you know I was nearly killed by witches and he had this whole thing and it's, it's a really funny book because 
um, there's not a lot of references uh, in it. You know, uh, it's very much like... What are your um, sources, James? It's very much like, you know, this is uh, the way it is, and obviously because I'm king and I'm right about everything. Um, And then there was... He was very much against this man called Reginald Scott because Reginald Scott wrote this... um, book called this the discovery of witchcraft and he basically has a lot of like resources and he's very <laughs> scholarly and like james is basically like this man is wrong because reginald scott was very much on the the side of um oh yeah if you believe in fairies or if you believe in witches you're very kind of socially conditioned because it's yeah. all to do with like the domestic and the rural and that kind of it was very it was very kind of like being very down on people like lower socioeconomic levels because it was all to do with like oh, if you believe in that stuff, you're basically you're, you're stupid. Yeah, you're a country bumpkin. Um, and, like, that stuff can't exist. And James is basically like, no, it does exist. And, like, yeah. we should do something about it. Yeah. But the, the court in England were very, like, snooty and were like, oh, we don't, like, yeah. deal with such yeah. matters, you know? It was sort of... It came after Malleus Maleficarum, mm. uh, which is sort of the witch hunting thing. But demonology, it, it's sort of a... It's not only a James saying witches are real and they're trying to kill me. It's also him saying, and this is how you can find them. Yeah. And this is how you can oh, deal yeah. with them. Yeah, it's kind of, it's almost an instruction book. And it, the way it reads, yeah. it's it's bizarrely put together. <laughs> it's like, okay. You mean perfectly put together. Yeah. By the king. <laughs> yes. um, so it, it kind of goes into things like, and for sorcery, here's this yeah. subsection. Yeah. And for like witchcraft of the mind mm. and like... It also changed oh. laws because at the time uh, children couldn't give test uh, testimony in oh, a yeah, in a court. Really interesting, yeah. Um, because they were seen as unreliable witnesses, they can be easily influenced. Their mm-hmm. parents might have sort of an angle on this. Yeah. But James said, "Oh no! Um, in case of witchcraft, kids are kids are allowed to be witnesses. Oh yeah, tiny spies, which yep. completely tiny changed spies. everything. Which completely changed everything. And one of the big first cases where they had a child Witness, testifying yeah. was the Pendle witches." Which, if anyone wants to look it up, it's a great, terrifying story where there were a group of people in Pendle and they were, the, I can't remember the name of the family, but they were quite, you know, poor. They weren't mm. great. But the grandmother was one of the cunning women. There were two mm-hmm. sort of two rival cunning women mm. in the neighbourhood. Mm. And people believed them. People go to them because they couldn't afford the doctor. They'd get the herbal cures and things. And it was said that, you know, these people had power. Yeah. But one of the, the young daughters, uh, she was going along and she begged something of a man and the man didn't do it. And then she muttered something at him and he fell down and had a stroke and th- this god yeah this young girl became convinced that she'd she'd cursed him because like, yeah. everyone said her grandmother was a witch and mm. witchcraft might be hereditary yeah and she basically she was so convinced of it that she went to the guy and said I, yeah but it goes on this one and the local magistrate was like because james had just become king and he'd written this book and he's like i want to get on this guy's good side he's really into witches if I can, you know, do a trial and get a whole family of witches. Mm. Uh. And so he did this. And his star witness was the youngest child. Mm. The girl was about nine. Yeah. And he basically had her testify against her entire family. Yeah. But all her family were taken, were thrown in jail. So she was alone, scared, a child. And he sort of took her in and co- kind of coached her mm. into testifying. Mm-hmm. But this became a huge precedent of mm. children giving testimony in witch yeah. trials. And children, they're quite easily swayed. You can yeah. influence them quite. But you're easily. giving them power as well. Yeah, like, you're giving so them power, and it's for also the first time. 
that children are vengeful little creatures. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so can you like can you? Remember? If you've ever taken a lollipop off a child, mm-hmm. like they're gonna accuse you of witchcraft. Shannon, yeah. stop stealing candy from babies. <laughs> yeah. Well, like if they've dropped it on the ground <laughs> and mm. you're like, no, don't put that back in your mouth, and they're like, I will destroy your life. <laughs> like every will, book will be burned. I will accuse you of witchcraft, yeah. and yeah. You, I will get away with it. Yeah. yeah. So, so James basically had decided that. Oh yeah. We, we won't let children testify in normal trials, but they can testify in witch trials. Mm. Uh, interesting thing, James was Scottish. Yeah. And in Scotland, they burnt witches at the stake. Mm-hmm. They were mm. burnt alive. England, they tended to hang the witch first and then burn the body. But it's very unlikely. It's very yeah. a lot less killings than we would yeah. think, though, as well, which mm-hmm. is very yeah. interesting. There was a lot more kind of like public humiliation. Yeah. Like they would have put... You would be whipped. You'd be yeah. put in the stocks. Or you, there was a lot of like skimmingtons or chivalries where like a lot of things to do with like... If you like cheated on your husband or, mm. you know, cuckolding ceremony. So there was a lot of like, it was very, the very, a very big emphasis on, it wasn't just one person's shame. It was like you shamed this entire community, community through your actions. So I think that's really kind of a good thing to remember is that like, uh, we are very focused on being an individual in the society today. Whereas back then it was very much like you were part of something. A you community. were. It was a form of sort of community policing. Yeah, completely. To, yeah. You know, make sure people didn't. Because if they did something bad, it wasn't just they will be punished for it. You will yeah. be punished as well. But by that, association. But that's like there's um, but like what you were saying of like these women weren't just these women weren't just like oh like 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 obviously that's a very big case of like causing a man to fall down dead. Mm-hmm. It was like this thing of like um, if you say if you ask someone for like help and they refused you. It's um you're kind of seen as like oh well I feel really bad about refusing the old woman in the city the old woman beggar woman I feel bad about refusing mm-hmm. her money but so I'm gonna call her a witch because yeah. my guilt is actually being misplaced yeah. into yeah. like which is uh, making in, it okay in the crucible that's one of the big things yes yeah. Arthur Miller play yes yeah. the mm-hmm. Salem because we are so it's not really that surprising that witches showed up in a lot of Shakespeare because. James had become king and mm-hmm. apparently the way to get in with James was talk about witches mm. yeah and I, that's when witches became a really big thing in England yeah uh, there's a there's a whole museum of witchcraft yeah in um, Boss Castle in Cornwall Ooh, is a museum yeah. of uh, wift witchcraft witchcraft and magic <laughs> witchcraft <laughs> um, and definitely worth a trip Go yeah. see it. We're, we're, um, pl- we're planning a trip. Yes, mm. we are planning a trip. Hello, Boss Castle. <laughs> we're coming to yes. you. <laughs> um, and also, the, it's really interesting as well. It's not um, because obviously Shakespeare was one of the main playwrights at the time, but um, in through like there's so many like it's kind of like this explosion, especially around um, yeah, like the Jacobean period when like James was the king. So like 1603 onwards, but they're like especially like 1610, 1620, like 1621 there was this play called The Witch of Edmonton that was written by three playwrights called D- Thomas Decker, uh, William Rowley and John Ford. Yes, got it right. Um, <laughs> but there, which is basically a play and it was one of the first plays of the time um, written about, how, not just about, uh, a lot of the plays were like, these are just ready-made, ready-cooked witches. Here you go. Um, here's, this, one yeah, here's one I made earlier. <laughs> um, but this is one of the, fir- I think one of the first or the first play to show a woman transitioning into a witch and it's really really interesting because it's very much about the social commentary of like she has a lot of lines where it's like you have made me this so it's not the fact that 
I'm an evil person and I want to like mess things up. It's like you, she's like beaten up by a a guy because she wants to collect sticks for like a fire. She's called a witch um, and she's basically done nothing. She's accused of, you know, the horse is dying or she's classic witch stuff. She's accused of so many things. So she's basically like, um, I like that. It was, it's, we're just kind of talking about in a different episode of like this idea of like when you call someone by a name, you make them into it. Mm. So it's, it's a really interesting, mm. uh, social commentary on the fact that she's like, you've met, you, you called me a witch so many times. And she's like, well, a witch who is not a witch, like is, are the lads in the, you know, in the courts and in the government making, you know, doing wrongs. Are they not witches too? So mm-hmm. it's this whole thing of she's a, a figure on the outside and they're making, yeah. her turn to this devil figure weirdly that reminds me of wicked <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm the witch yeah. she's defying gravity she yeah. doesn't find yeah. <laughs> well they're like what why is she wicked because everyone calls her yeah wicked. exactly yeah. well one of the big things about like james's demonology was saying witches are evil because they get the power from the devil mm. yeah like before there was a lot of belief in you know we talked about in other episodes about fairy magic and yeah. getting gifts from the fairies and one of the Scottish witches who was persecuted under James was a fellow called Andrew Mann, a male witch, unusually. Mm. Uh, I only know about him because I heard this great talk by this... Uh, she, she's a she's a professor in Oxford and she's a sort of scholar in witchcraft history. Mm. Uh, Amazing. I know. Yeah. Yes. I know that's what you can go on and do. You can be a, an expert in witchcraft. Yeah. Uh, Diane Perkis. And oh, she was yeah, talking about... Good. Andrew seemed to believe that you know he was connected to the... He'd been a lover of the fairy queen and things. But at the time, witchcraft trials were all about you've made a contract with the devil. Mm, yeah. And in various ways. Yes. And the devil, <laughs> the devil is definitely evil. Yeah. Uh, there's no two bones about it. Oh, we're being joined by a small dog. Hello. Hopefully she won't be snoring. <laughs> Hello. Hello. This is a Bunbury. Hello, Bun. Uh, so you and a squire. Oh, <laughs> all the doggos. I close the door before the snoring one comes. Yeah. <laughs> You, you've got your witch power by, by making a contract with the devil, by signing the devil's book, giving him your soul, mm-hmm. uh, and kissing him. Yes, kissing yes, him where, um, though? Kissing. Very important. Uh, well, well you, you kiss good people on the mouth, and you <laughs> kiss the devil on the um, opposite. Anus. Yep. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> stop yeah, that, stop yeah. that. Careful the now. whole thing about kissing... Huh, kissing down the, with that sort of thing. No. Kissing the devil's backside to, yes. to get your... to sort of secure your mm. alliances. The devil's or, a, a kinky old fella. Yeah. Mm. Or giving the devil some of your blood. Yeah. You know, letting the yeah. devil actually suck on your arm. Yeah. It was also a common one. A little yeah. bit vampiric yeah. as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you'd also... You'd have, like, the devil's mark or your, your mm. witch teat. Yeah. Uh, which would, mm. you know, suckle your familiar... It might be a like a mole or a mm-hmm. birthmark, yeah. or and they they'd find that by pricking, yeah. Which but prickers. which is very interesting. Like we're which is the whole concept of like gender and space, where like anything to do with birth or like you know women things or like giving birth, mm-hmm. it was always women or always midwives, um, and men weren't allowed in these uh, areas. But the the whole thing about checking witch marks was that it was nearly always maybe like one like male doctor maybe but it was normally like a group of women who yeah, would be they were doing the examiners because they were yeah. touching another woman's body yeah. you might have a male sort of so supervising like they're, and getting off on it they were basically yeah, yeah like you know accusing someone of witchcraft but they so still like, had morals the and you know <laughs> it's very like the kind of like 
penetration yeah. Yeah. thing with it. And yeah. It's that like the concept of like women being instruments of the patriarchy at the time and they basically because they were trying to like restore order in this community they had to make sure that this like accused woman wasn't a witch because they were helping each yeah. other. And there was toxic mm. femininity sort of women turning on each other women accusing each other mm. women giving evidence against women sticking pins into each other. Well, it's all because of like there was so much rhetoric of the time of women hating that like they had to if they wanted, to, if they felt like they want this, if they felt like this, they had to survive at the time by putting other women down, which is mm. quite like sad because yeah. you know it's sad, just sad. But yeah, in like in the Witch of Edmonton, it's just so so horrible because in the end, it's actually interesting the analogy where this man in it, Frank, he kills his wife. Uh, he oh. kills his um, sorry, his he kills his second wife because he marries someone or he promises to marry someone and he basically commits bigotry, mm-hmm. um, but. And in the end, he's caught out and he, like, kills his wife because the devil told him to. Or it's very ambiguous. It's like, mm. the devil brushed against him. And he was like, oh, I'm suddenly, you know, there's Evil. suddenly a knife in my hand. So it's kind of like this whole thing of, like... He ran into my So he's kind of like, oh, well, the devil made me do it. But in the end, there's a trial and a public execution of Frank and Mother Sawyer, the, like, alleged witch... Um, and Mother Sawyer like does do some bad things as well but it's really interesting the fact that like everyone there's like we're talking about public penance um, Frank is basically like oh I'm really sorry everybody I did you wrong I did my first wife wrong I did you wrong and everyone's like oh he's such a good guy he said he's sorry that's so good but we're still gonna kill him yeah we're still gonna kill him but like his soul is purged whereas with Mother Sawyer she's like you're not getting a confession out of me you've taken everything from me you've made me what I am blah 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 so it's just like a really interesting way of like whereas he's done pretty much the same crimes mm. and but the fact that he's like oh I'm sorry everyone's like cool yeah. so it's like it's such a, a hollow thing yeah. that confession or like mm. that sense of penance it's purely for the community's sense of guilt and you know it's not for the good of yeah. everyone well you were saying that you know this shows us the that play Witch of Edmonton shows mm-hmm. us the progression of you know woman to witch yeah Shakespeare's witches tend to be sort of fully formed yeah they're pretty yeah, witchy his most famous coming three yeah Macbeth mm-hmm. which is yeah a really fun one because it's it's very I think they're probably the most famous mm. like they're probably if you say like witches in the, in the time or in Shakespeare they're probably like exactly what yeah. you think yeah of. you come up with yeah. this idea of three women around a cauldron mm. yeah. and, and then this whole idea of that witches coming three in common yeah. so. where shall we three meet again in thunder lightning or in rain yes. yeah. well I can do next Tuesday <laughs> oh no no I'm, I'm yeah, that, next that, Tuesday that's veering no, yeah. into Terry Pratt yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really cool because like the whole thing of like the witches one of the biggest lines they have is like it's like one of their first lines like where hast thou been sister killing swine so it's like this whole they're they're immediately murderers like yeah, they're, they're, that's your first association with them is like oh yeah. they, they like to kill stuff yeah. you know uh, but so does Macbeth he's just coming back from battle oh yeah yeah, yeah. but like he's a man so he's so meant that, to kill that, things that line killing swine I was when I was reading it I was like Oh, just making the dinner, just cook yeah, the swine yeah. for, for the bacon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like linking yeah. the domestic. But does that, yeah. Yeah. The, when they're adding the ingre- ingredients, the one that always sticks out to me is, firstly, what is a tiger's shoulder? Yeah, I, I feel like like a sh- I, shoulder. Like a tiger's shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. I don't know, but also, finger of work. birth strangled babe ditch delivered by a drab, mm. which just ties into the, the idea of that a lot of these witch women, I'm, yeah. I'm doing air quotes but no one can see me, Yeah. They were they were midwives. Oh yeah, yeah. And, um, or abortionists. Or abortionists, yeah. and they were sort of they were necessary to the community. But if something went wrong, yeah, they were the they, first they were thing. blamed. Yeah, 
the sort of the, if you messed up you you were on the line oh yeah completely but they, that's it like and there's a lot of plays at the time of like the wise woman of hoxton by thomas haywood or like the witches um and all these women were exactly like you said they were just like uh, abortion lists or they were like helpers or they were like women of power so anytime mm. women had power and it was like seemingly abused in the mm. mind of the men that was a bad thing so i just did a, a real quick google <laughs> chaudron is the french word for cauldron Oh, that sounds like it's such a like chaldron, like you know. So a tiger's cauldron added to our cauldron, maybe like there's like witchy tigers we just don't know about. So it's pretty pretty Uh, big revelation. Tiger have another meaning? Mm, Not too sure, but but also is in in Macbeth is really interesting is that there's like a scene that's usually cut Mm. or it's usually like shortened is the arrival of a Hecate. Hecate. Hecate, Hecate who's kind of seen as... <gasps> oh, no. It's entrails. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, entrails? That's, yeah, that's... I, I just got, got the old translation uh, from Old English. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a very old word for entrails. Yay! Yeah. Tigers. Right. Anyway, um, Hecate is um, basically like seen as sort of this like really strong powerful sort of mythologized classical uh sort of queen of the witches yeah, she's, for she's another word. a goddess in greek mythology mm. so she's mm-hmm. the goddess of sort of night and yeah. witchcraft and bad things so spooky, she's spooky, scary which is a nice thing to midsummer is because she uh puck actually refers to to her as well which kind of i think adds that sort of air of like ooh, dark magic to the goings-on of Puck in A Midsummer Night's Dream. But yeah, she basically shows up and all the witches are like, ah, crap. And she's like, what have you been doing? Like, give me a status report. Which is interesting because the witches, they seem to be getting their power from her rather Mm. than from a generally male devil. Mm -hmm. It's from a a pagan goddess. Yes, so, which Mm. is class. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we were talking about like the link to like Lady Macbeth. Um, with the witches and female spaces and Mm. sort of what goes on in the woman space so often Mm. in the bedroom which is where the child was delivered Mm -hmm. or where you made sure you didn't have the child and and all that sort of women's goings on and blood and the stain of blood menstrual blood is like no go in the air time they're like Mm -hmm. completely terrified but the the out damn spot oh out damn spot out I say yeah but which is which is so interesting in the whole when you actually look at like all the Lady Macbeth scenes that she's mm. always nearly always placed indoors. Yeah. Whereas if you look at like the witch the Edmonton the, or like or the witches, they're all figure they're, they're figures who operate on the heath. Yeah, they, they're <laughs> figures who operate uh, like outside um, in the wild. in the male zone of like yeah. the outside world. But they don't operate in sort of like the they're not the in cities. the male sphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're but, they're in the outside world and mm-hmm. it's sort of. To ha- almost to have a power as a woman, yeah, you mm-hmm. need to be operating outside of the society, which might yeah. be why yeah. Lady Macbeth ultimately goes mad because she is trying to operate inside. Oh yeah, she's trying to manipulate her position within this yeah. male male or supposedly feminized interior, yeah. but mm. it's actually been completely taken over. Yeah. By and it. her big thing is on sex me. Yeah, so yeah. she's trying to like remove. She's trying- Stop snoring. <laughs> so <laughs> wow, we're really boring. So I know normally it's Mimi who snores, but now Bun is snoring. <laughs> so like, yeah, where where she's trying to like even she has this horrible part where she's like, um, I I would have like dashed the brains out of my child. I have mm. given suck. I know what it means to like to the, to kill the babe that milks me, sort of thing. So it's mm. all this like really 
explicit yeah. imagery of like mm. m- mother versus mm. um murderer sort yeah. of thing and in a lot of the the witch trials and sort of the the demonology witch lore witches had to sort of offer up sex oh yeah to the devil mm. and the chance of like incubus and succubus because yeah. apparently demons can't procreate on their own they need a sort of like ivf type thing going on mm. yeah the donor of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> very um, convenient for them but she's sort of offering this for power yeah mm-hmm. yeah like, that's actually an interesting thing with supernatural beings tend to have to rely on mortals for, like, procreation. Yeah, that sort mm. of comes up a lot. Like, f- even from Greek mythology with Zeus. Oh, um, God, Zeus. Yeah. And you, ha- you have it in <laughs> Number one Irish folklore yeah. as well. Like, <laughs> Irish and Scottish folklore, the fairies, they, they have difficulty procreating amongst themselves, so mm-hmm. they often take human lovers. Yeah, and, of course, uh, the old Bible. Oh, yeah. 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 I like <laughs> The Handmaid's know. Tale. Oh. oh, oh, contemporary, yes, mm. very good. But yeah, it's just they're so crap. <laughs> but it's just like, but it it is like the whole thing of like what you're saying of like these witches being kind of domestic or using kind of like potions mm. and things like that. So it's all they're all tangible objects that mm. give them yeah. power. So it's just they have the knowledge of being able to mix it. So I suppose that goes into a sense of actual learned knowledge. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. not something that's like ooh, you know, I yeah, have like a spirit of ether. But it's, yeah, it's like. I have a skill. Yeah. Like that yeah. power is never handed over to a man. Yeah. In yeah. the case of the Macbeth witches, which is interesting, contrasting that with, say, Sycorax in mm. The Tempest, yeah. where yeah. her power is taken over yeah. by Prospero. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, witches sort of seem to get their, or female witches get their power orally. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they sign it their name in a book, but they don't like get a book of spells. Yeah. Yeah. They they learn it and they memorize it, but mm. Prospero's big thing. It's his books. Yeah, yeah. Prospero's books. Yeah. There's a musical called Prospero's books, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> of course there is. But yeah, the, like, Prospero, it was kind of like, it was very much the um, a big culture of like humanism at the time where it's like the power comes from the self and from from within or, you know, you kind of self-created power. Or So he's very much like a figure of getting this knowledge and that it like, leads into actual tangible, usable power. Whereas Sycorax, it's like, it's not something that she has to learn. It's, it's inherent. inherent. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. part of her. Yeah. Yeah. We never see Sycorax. Mm. I would love to she, see like a big showdown, like Sycorax, Prospero, yeah. like prequel, yeah. like, you know, lightsabers out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the know. only real presence Sycorax has, like physically within the play, is the island itself. Or yeah. Caliban. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Caliban. Yeah. But like Caliban. he's yeah. the embodiment of. Yeah. But her. then he's very tied to the island as yeah, well. Exactly. Like it's all yeah. very like earthy, very mm. like, this land. I think as well, Prospero is, or it's Sycorax is kind of interesting because we we're saying of like we don't really know who to believe because yeah. Prosper Sycorax is like allegedly trapped Ariel in a tree and that's really uh, class. <laughs> it's also, not a class. Why yeah. did Sycorax trap Ariel? Like, in does the that tree? mean that it's like does that mean Ariel is actually an evil like spirit mm-hmm. and maybe it is Ariel was pretty bad and our version of Ariel is just like a really helpful character mm-hmm. but maybe mm-hmm. when Ariel is freed from Prospero. They're gonna go off and like cause all kinds of things. Yeah. Or maybe. Well, Sycorax, she's not there to speak in her defense. Exactly. She's, yeah. We sort of. We she's have evil, her, apparently. Yeah. We, the only her person. Her ghost yeah. haunts the island. She's never seen in the play. Yeah. She's dead, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. The but only person that speaks in a nice way about Sycorax is Caliban, yeah. who's constantly vilified throughout the whole yeah. play. Yeah. 
Well, he says like this island's mine by this island's mine by cigarettes, my, my mother, mother, which thou takest from me. Yeah. You know, so he's it's very much like yeah. there's you, also the jail thing did like take the mother and the island. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like him. it's interesting because yeah. it's kind of like maybe cigarettes did die before Ca- Prospero got there, and then like it's this inherited island from mm-hmm. Caliban. So it's, I'm, but which is I'm kind of convinced that she was there when Prospero. Was but that's there. they had a love affair. Caliban Ooh. is <laughs> Caliban is Prospero's son. People. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would make him like Caliban very young, which is kind of interesting. Well, it would make him like fifteen. I think yeah. that he he is quite young, and also yeah. Prospero is not a great role model. He has very <laughs> no. much isolated his his daughter. He gaslights yeah. yeah. her the whole time. He sends her into magic sleeps anytime she asks yeah. him a difficult question. That's yeah. the interesting thing about like Caliban and Miranda's relationship yeah. in that it's said that like he tried to force himself on her and stuff, yeah. but. We it's, kind of only hear that from Prospero. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's like, does Prospero just want them isolated from one another? And also, Pro- my, my reading of that is, Prospero's been locked and stuck on this island, and the only other human companion is his daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when they started, like, she was a very young child, she was three, but she has grown up into a woman. Yeah. And in the isolation, my reading of it is Prospero is terrified that he might have incestuous feelings towards his own daughter. Mm-hmm. Which is why his big fear thing of anyone getting close to her anyone yeah. touching her because it's what he's afraid he's secretly desiring himself mm. well, it is so like bound to like and, virginity yeah. yeah and he yeah. the way that he sort of keeps her as this precious jewel mm. but sort of his precious yeah yeah, yeah. but it is like, it's so so fact <laughs> like yeah. it's just the fact that he yeah again like the whole like there's like this whole sequence like the, with the mask and he's creating all this spectacle around mm. you know Hymen, and it's very like thinly yeah. veiled uh, metaphor. But Prospero is he's not seen as a witch because he's male. But yeah. there were there were male witches. Yeah. The Salem witch trials had male witches. Yeah. Andrew Mann was a male witch in mm-hmm. that around the sort of this time. Yeah. Uh, but Prospero, because he is a nobleman and yeah. because he is book learned, yeah. he is sort of sorcerer, magician, and therefore not evil. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so like we so so it so it so shows the the gendered aspect of it where it's like women, Sycorax is an evil yeah. like and witch. She's inherently evil by being female yeah. and magical. And her magic yeah. not having a source, or if it has a source, is either the devil or it's like a magic, mm. evil goddess lady. Yeah. And that it's <laughs> it's inaccessible. Yeah. To males as well, yeah. but like this is totally for women. And then and that, even that, Caliban, her son, though he has yeah. inherited the island from her. He doesn't seem to have inherited her power. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't have any power, which that is a square. Or uh, powers that we know of. To, yeah. be, to be honest, like he's always represented as very like he's, physically, he's physically strong. strong yeah. But he, I suppose, he hasn't been able to develop intellectually because Prospero doesn't let him do the books mm. or anything yeah. like that. Or it's kind of like that thing of like he. It could be said where he knows where a lot of things are. He's like, you know, I will fetch thee pig nuts and show thee where the, mm. like the springs are. So maybe that sense of like he has an inherent skill for like ingredients or he has an inherent yeah. skill for like finding or his, his tie to the island it's yeah more, it's more than just a i own this place yeah i own the property it's sort of he is very sort of that old idea of you know mm. the lord of the land was connected spiritually yeah. to yeah. the land yeah but it's also like if he's inherited it from sycorax you get all these kind of like mother nature connotations yeah. it's like the land being female and then that comes up in a lot of other folklores yeah. as well with the, the actually, goddess of the land. The goddess of the land. The and king actually, marries the land. The king marrying mm. the land in Irish folklore. Um, the king consummating that marriage. He literally had to consummate the marriage uh, to the land uh, once a year at least. 
uh, once a year. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a, a yearly thing where you'd have to go out, dig a hole, and wow, yeah, get wow. get busy. <laughs> oh, actually, there's a, a great line in the the Rubber Bandit song. I like to shift girls, where he has a line where he says, "I dig a hole in the ground and start shifting the world." So, oh god, you know, maybe he's just evoking that. Um, Ooh, that yeah. myth. Maybe yeah. I mean. Who knows? Who knows? I think that's the second rubber bandits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crap. Love it. Hello, rubber bandits. So if you're listening, yeah. we, we are fans. So we don't we don't see Sycorax, but we we hear of her through Prospero. Yeah. And Prospero is you know the book learner. He is the recorder. He's the written word. Yeah. Which very much is in the witch trials. We know about a lot of the witches from their confessions, yeah. which mm-hmm. were extracted from them, often under torture, mm. and then written down and often even as they were written down they were sort of crafting them to fit to what whatever King James had written down and mm-hmm. had in his mind but yeah like The Witch of Edmonton is basically written off a pamphlet in 1620 20 or 21 uh, by this lad called George Goodcool I think his name was but he was basically like the jailer and man who basically said he heard the confession of Elizabeth Sawyer who was convicted as a witch and he wrote down that like, oh yeah, she she confessed to me that she was, you know, had made a deal with the devil and that she, so this was seen as like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And he was, again, given a lot of praise or whether they believed him or not, but like he had a lot of self-importance about <laughs> being the person who got the confession, yeah. which is, again, like the confession kind of meant nothing really, yeah. unless it was for a public purpose of penance and of mm-hmm. like saying you're sorry. And that's like cleansing cleansing the community yeah a lot of pamphlets at the time yeah <laughs> and they inspired they loved, a, inspired a lot of plays mm. they loved good source uh, they loved writing actually around the time there was a uh, some gas stuff being written about women so at the time the women weren't really liked shocker yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's this great um thing called um by this lad called joseph Swetnam, and he writes this um this pamphlet i think it was like 16 15 um but it's called the arrangement of lewd women um, and he basically goes on <laughs> to say about like, it. it did it come with illustrations um i feel like he could have drawn some crayon illustrations but he's one of those like people he writes it and he's like oh i'm just writing it as a joke like but but women are crap but it's a joke like ha 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 anyway um he's like <laughs> women are crooked because they're taken from the crooked rib of adam and he like evokes women all... are crooked yeah so basically he's talking about how women are imperfect because they're taken from a rib oh, right. which is like a bench no, I, I was still she meant like physically crooked yeah well like he probably thinks that but it's really cool because at around the time there was actually these three allegedly female pamphleteers who like wrote back to him mm-hmm. and were basically like taking apart his argument and were like you're wrong for this this and this reason and you've used mythology completely incorrectly and you've used the bible completely incorrectly <laughs> so it's really like fun but also pamphleteering or writing pamphlets at the time was seen inherently as a like I'm ranting it's kind of like if you put up a Facebook status that's really ranty it was kind of seen like that at the time or so getting and reading the comments yeah exactly so women writing back in the same method might never have actually worked because they're just seen as like well you're crap and I'm writing back to you but you're crap even though their arguments were completely like valid valid, it's just the method and then yeah yeah, so it's just but his book sold like sold out and was reprinted so it shows you like the misogyny at the time was like so intense so it's uh so no wonder they had you know people kind of attacking women for being 
badass women with power, you know? Yeah. Team Sicker Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Team Sicker Rocks. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Team Lady Macbeth. Yeah. I'd love to see a, a sort of a fanfic where Sicker Rocks and Lady Macbeth team up. Oh. Yes, maybe, with the maybe, Witch of Edmonton, with yeah. Mother Sawyer. Maybe oh. sort of, like, they, they've all died and they're in purgatory and they're like, why are we here? Yeah. Oh, right, we're, we're here because oh. we've been judged by a bunch of male authors. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, guys. heaven's run by a man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, guys, yeah. we're going to write our own play. Yes, yeah. let's do it. Rewriting history, do it. Yeah. So that uh, brings our conversation to the end. That was a little bit about witches and witches in Shakespeare, and Shakespeare's time. Yes. I've been Emily Collins. I am still Shanani Nula. <laughs> I am definitely wishing that I was a witch, Kate Boward. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you guys would like to rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz, it... Squire, stop snoring. It really, <laughs> it helps us grow the podcast. It makes us feel good. It makes us smile when we read good reviews. Also, if you want to get in touch with us with feedback, with suggestions... All that jazz. With jazz. birthday invites. (laughs) We're so lonely. So lonely. Witchy deeds. Witchy deeds. Like, uh, who's your local witch? Yeah. 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 Support support your local witch, guys. Support your witches. Yeah. Yeah. Don't burn them. Yeah. Don't hang them either. Don't do it. Yeah. Support your your local mitches. Witches, midwives, and doulas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Uh, So, if you want to... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do that. You can get in touch with us on Twitter. We are Tales Shadows. On Facebook, we are Tales from the Shadows. On Instagram, we're also Tales from the Shadows. Again, the reason we're Tales from the Shadows on the social media and Sounds from the Shadows on the podcast is Tales from the Shadows is our theatre group and that started before we started the podcast, so the names have been a bit confusing. Mm-hmm. And we do live shows as well. Occasionally, yes, mm-hmm. we do, with puppets. That's actually how we got started. And they're great. Yeah. Uh, So stay safe. If you're a witch, don't get caught. Bye. Hi, everyone. Hello. I'm Bailey Bennett. I'm Grant Jacoby. And we are the hosts of a comedy horror podcast called Resting Witch Face, which is your one-stop haunt for all things spooky, bitchy, and more. Each week, we tell each other stories about ghosts. Murderers. Vampires. Unsolved mysteries. Witches. I'm caught off guard. But anything spooky because we love being scared. And we love to laugh about it. Also, each week we highlight what we call our badass bitches, which are people that we think are doing awesome stuff in the world. Awesome stuff. And we also like to end each episode with a little bitch session just because we like to air our grievances, get that pettiness out into the world and just, you know, end things on a light note after all the darkness. Mm -hmm. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Also on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at RWF Podcast. Episodes drop every Tuesday and come hang out with us. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bye, bitches. bitches.